0: Welcome to Cathedral Square, hosted by Father Christopher Smith, Episcopal Vicar and Rector of Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, California. For the next half hour, you'll have an opportunity to find out about some of the history, little known facts, and the upcoming events at the beautiful campus on the corner of Chapman and Lewis, or as we like to say, at the intersection of faith and reason.
1: Welcome to another edition of Cathedral Square with Father Christopher Smith. This is Jim Governale, the program producer here at OC Catholic Radio, where we produce several different programs for the relevant radio network. Coming up in this next half hour, we're going to share some messages from our weekend masses at Christ Cathedral Garden Grove, as recorded on Facebook live stream. On the first half of our broadcast, we'll feature a homily from the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. So we've all heard from prognosticators uh, over the years trying to predict when the end of the world will occur. Some have even predicted specific times and dates. Father Christopher shares some thoughts on
0: that. Century after century... There are many who have tried to predict the end of the world. An earthquake there, a war there, a great epidemic there, a terrible flood there, a huge conflict there, over the centuries, for some, these have all been signs that the end of the world is at hand, and the day is set, and the day comes nothing happens I can't tell you how many times in my lifetime there have been predictions of the end of the world and here we are no end of the world yet our church teaches that the end times are all the times since the death the resurrection and the ascension of our Lord as we wait for him to return So we are living in the end times (laughs) and the world has lived in the end times for over 2,000 years because for a Christian that is how life in the Lord works every day awaiting his return in glory. And in the gospel today we have Jesus teaching us that instead of trying to predict when the end will come I want you to know he says that you can live with confidence and know that your lives are secure in other words every single moment of every single day and every breath that we take right here and now is precious yes we look forward to meeting the Lord face to face. Who among us doesn't have a heart that, that yearns for that glory and that radiance and to really know what it's like to live fully in the presence of God? And at the same time, our faith tells us that heaven and eternal life are the fulfillment of the life that begins right here and now. And so for a disciple of the Lord, life isn't about kind of just living with drudgery every single day until we get to the real deal, which is heaven. The real deal is now. And the real deal is in heaven because it is right here in this life where life with God begins. There is no one that meets God face to face without going through life here and now. And so the invitation for us is to embrace the moment that we have, is to live every day as an opportunity to love and to be loved and to bring the love and the life of the world of the Lord to the world. Our faith is really not about going to the Lord because of what we're gonna get in the future. As if heaven is some kind of a prize that we get. Rather, heaven is where we're destined and life here is what we are called to live well with joy and with hope. And this is such an important message for us to remember, especially when we live in such difficult times. To remember that the moment that we have is the precious moment. And really, the moment that we're in is the only moment that we know. We don't know individually how much time we have left here on earth. The moment that I know is the moment right now. The moment where I'm preaching here at Christ Cathedral. I would have never imagined this when I was 10. The moment I know now is the moment where I'm hungry. (laughs) And maybe some of you are. This is the moment that we're living in. And it's the moment where we bring and know the presence of the Lord with us. Today as I was standing with all of these children and young people who are making this important step in your faith. I was thinking how grateful I am for you and, and how tough I know it is sometimes to live life in this world. And how scary it is sometimes. I mean, just what happened at, in, in, in Santa Clarita this past week so close to us. And, and all of the ways that the world challenges us to be afraid and, and maybe not to know that the Lord is with us. But you know what? Your presence here today, it's really helped me. It's really helped me renew my confidence and trust that Jesus is with us. And I hope that you will always know in your lives, in every challenge that you face, in every joy that you celebrate, that we are with you, that we are present to you as your family, as your mom and dad are, and your brothers and sisters. Look at this place. We're all your brothers and sisters. So I hope that you always know that and that you remember that by coming to church, and to be renewed in your confidence that in this life, with its joys and its challenges, the everlasting life and love of our God is with you, and how grateful we are for you. You know, a priest once said, Life with God after death depends on life with God after birth. (laughs) that is the life that all of us have right here and now may we help each other to carry strongly that life with us to the events and circumstances of our lives and as we continue our journey of faith together may we never lose sight that full life with God in the future begins where we are right here and now. My brothers and sisters in the Lord, together we thank God for the moment, the minutes, the months, the years, whatever they are that he gives us because that's the moment where our God lives. We wait for thy loving kindness, O God, in the midst of thy temple.
1: you're listening to Cathedral Square. Thanks for tuning in today. Now for the second half of today's program, we continue with Father Christopher Smith and a powerful homily that he delivered on the final Sunday of Ordinary Time, the Feast of Jesus Christ, the King of the Universe. And in taking a close look at our scripture readings for today, we find ourselves contemplating just what kind of king is this anyway? Once again, Father Christopher.
0: I remember very well when I was a kid, and I've shared this a few times before, that when we were kids, we used to love to play this game called King of the Mountain. And King of the Mountain had as its whole purpose getting control of a designated area. So there was a place that was chosen maybe in the backyard or on the schoolyard, or in a park, or even a room of the house. And if you were the first one there, you could claim yourself, I am the king of the mountain. And this game had no rules. The only purpose of the whole thing was to win and to be king of the mountain. It didn't matter if you pushed and shoved and yelled and screamed. Didn't matter. The most important part was to be king of the the mountain so I'm king of the mountain no just kidding okay now I don't need to tell you that my mom did not like this game very much especially because it got a little rough especially among us brothers at the time and I'm not recommending the game either because it's really not that great of a game whose only purpose is to win and it doesn't matter what you have to do to other people to get to be the king. However, I'm thinking about it today because in some ways that game reflects or imitates sometimes what really does happen in life. There are people whose primary goal in life is to be in charge of everything and everyone. It happens that some folks have a great need to control and to dominate. And it doesn't matter the consequences on other people that allow somebody to get to that goal of controlling and dominating. It happens in organizations, in businesses, in institutions. It happens in families. It even happens sometimes in the church that people sometimes are pushed aside so that somebody else can be in control. And this is what causes so many of the problems in the world. This is why, for example, there is such disparity in some corporations between the CEO and the worker who really is responsible for bringing in the money. This is why in government sometimes there are very opulent palaces and people living off of great riches while right outside the window, people are dying on the street because they have nothing to eat. That is the consequence of trying to be king of the mountain. That's the consequence of living a life or holding a value that the most important thing for an individual is to be in charge, or to be in control. Today, I'm thinking about that because often, that is what we associate with kings or queens. People in royalty throughout the centuries have been likened to people who amass great amounts of wealth and power at the expense of others. Not always, but it does happen. And so sometimes it's difficult for people to identify with Jesus Christ, King of the universe. What does it mean to call Jesus the King? Does it mean that Jesus wants to control and dominate? No. Our King Jesus Christ does not want to control or dominate. Our King Jesus wants to transform us. Our King Jesus wants to be with us to help us bring out the best in ourselves, to make that even better. Our King Jesus Christ wants us to take a look at the parts of ourselves that still need a little work. And he says, I'm with you as your King to help you smooth out those rough spots in your life. This is our King This is our King. And you notice in Christ's cathedral, our King has a crown of thorns, and our King also has a royal crown, and that's on purpose. Because the crown of thorns represents Jesus aligning himself with our humanity, Jesus taking on the sufferings of the human condition, Jesus taking on the consequences of our sinfulness, and it doesn't win. And that's why there's the crown of glory sitting right there. Because our King gave his life, aligned himself with our humanity, not to dominate it, but to redeem it. To bring it back and to restore it, and to restore us to our original goodness. Where does our King live anyway? Does our King live in a palace? Does our king live in a castle laden with gold? No. Our king lives with people who are homeless. Our king lives with people who are materially poor. Our king lives with people who are marginalized in our world. Our king lives with those who are persecuted and those who are treated unjustly. Our King lives with those who are not given the rights that they deserve as a human person of dignity. This is where our King lives. Our King lives with us. Our King lives with us in our weaknesses, in our frailty. Our King lives with us in our doubts and our questions and our confusion. Our King does not require the perfectly pressed, elegant, rich person who comes to dazzle. No. Our king lives with who we really are, in our goodness and in our frailty. Our king accompanies us in our life. What kind of power does our king have? Or better put, what kind of power does he want? Jesus wants the power to know that we trust Him. The only power our King exercises in our lives is the power of forgiveness, the power of healing, the power of understanding, the power of compassion. That is the power that our King exercises. And that power is there every single day if we every single day will open ourselves To let Jesus use that power in our lives. And if we do, our lives are new and our lives are different every single day. So it might be good for us to ask ourselves on this feast of Christ the King. What's the goal of our lives? Where is it maybe in our lives that we try to control and dominate other people? Have we ever or do we try to build little little kingdoms sometimes in our, our marriages or our friendships or our workplaces? Where do we need to eliminate that need to build little kingdoms among the relationships that we have? And rather than thinking of ourselves as over, we think of ourselves as with each other as disciples of Jesus, our call is not to be the king of the mountain. Our call is to align ourselves with our humble king, Jesus Christ, with our royal king, Jesus Christ, to align ourselves with that powerful, powerful king who heals and forgives and understands and gives life. Jesus, does not want to be king of the mountain on this feast of christ the king we are reminded that what jesus truly desires is to be king of our hearts oh god may every person within our diocese in the church throughout the world come to personally know and love our lord jesus christ May we grow in maturity as a missionary disciple of Christ. May we be actively engaged in the full life and mission of the church and joyfully use our gifts to share the good news and to build up the kingdom of God for the salvation of souls. We ask this through Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and King forever and ever. listening to the cathedral square radio show with father christopher smith to hear this program again or to download the podcast go to occatholic.com and click radio be sure to share and tell a friend as well have a blessed day